You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. The use of avatars to address health literacy and cultural teaching issues was discussed during a keynote address at the third annual Worldwide Nursing Conference in Singapore. I'm joined by presenter Professor Robin Clark from Flinders University to discuss the topic. Welcome, Robin. Thank you. What was your reaction to being asked to give the keynote address at the conference and be able to discuss this topic with attendees and and delegates? Well, obviously, on behalf of my team and the students that I'm currently working with on this project, we were delighted because we actually believe that the work we're currently doing to use a take a different approach to patient bedside teaching is actually going to be of interest to nurses all around the world. So to attend this global conference, where I believe there are 140, uh, sorry, 44 countries represented, was a fantastic opportunity, opportunity to show our work. What were some of the key issues related to health literacy and cultural teaching that you discussed at the conference? We found that around the world, nurses share a common issue and that is that we now live in a a small world, a global village where there are nearly 232 million international migrants living abroad worldwide. In fact, 25% of the Australian population were uh, born overseas and 43% of Australians have at least one parent born overseas. Again, I was speaking in Singapore. Singapore is a very multicultural population. And, of course, countries that were also represented at the conference, like the USA, are also highly um, uh, a high mixture of uh, ethnic groups. The other common issue that we share is a common issue of low literacy amongst our populations. So the US has... Um, about 50% with basic or low levels of proficiency in numeracy and literacy. 44% of Australians have low literacy or numeracy skills to cope with everyday skills. And there was um, considerable other data from Europe that showed similar results. Now, there's a difference between literacy and health literacy. You could be a professor of physics and know very little about cancer. So the combination of literacy skills, numeracy skills, and low health literacy skills, not really understanding medical terminology or even instructions on a medicine box were common um, issues that nurses around the world shared as far as teaching their patients. And this made it quite difficult for them at times. And so how can avatars be used to improve health literacy and cultural teaching or, and address some of these issues? Well, in a modern world where computers, phones are very common tools and instruments around us, we can actually use avatars. And avatars, if you're not sure, are those small animated either humanoid or um, cartoon-like objects that can speak to you. Now, the avatars can actually um, compensate for literacy issues by actually telling the patients the important messages that we want them to know and therefore reading becomes um, not so important. And also the way we're designing our avatars 
um, they're engaging. They may even look, they may look like a nurse or a doctor, or they may even look like a, a sort of fun version of the patient themselves. But the fact that the avatars will actually speak to them in many languages overcomes the need for reading. And we're very careful to make sure that the language we use is very plain and simplistic. So it would be plain English or plain Spanish to explain the important concepts or education, medical education and bedside teaching that we want our patients to learn. In practice, how would a nurse use avatars to communicate with with a patient? Yeah, so we're hoping to replace old-fashioned pamphlets and booklets by having iPads and tablets more commonly available at the bedside. Hopefully in the future we'll also have more Wi-Fi and internet connections in hospitals, but that's, that's a little way off. But with a simple tablet or even a smartphone, patients can be taught at the bedside by the nurse showing a download of an app with the avatar in it and all of the bedside teaching information that we want to pass over. At the moment, examples of that would be um, two of the apps that we're developing. One is for teaching patients how to respond to their chest pain and get to help as quickly as possible. And the second is to teach heart failure patients how to monitor their signs and symptoms so that they don't get into trouble if their heart is going into failure. And so is this something that you hope is used across uh, more health uh, areas other than cardiac health and widely adopted? And if so, how, how can the use of avatars be increased? Yes, well, obviously our... Um, cardiac avatar apps are our demonstration models but we can easily see how these simple teaching devices could be used for any um, bedside teaching chronic disease uh, even with children they're most likely to be very engaging for children and we can change the language of the avatars very simply by just tapping a switch so that also makes it important for um, our multicultural and ethnic groups. So in the future, we see that this will be a very easily um, adaptive and usable tool for nurses to teach. When developing the avatars, what, what's important to keep in mind? Uh, that is a very important question. Uh, the, the key concepts that we've decided to um, adopt were based on uh, sound research for um, IT design. I think the first principle that you need to consider is um, the age of your patient and also to compensate for that, we actually engage patients to design with us. So we've had some great elders helping us design our apps and in the future we'll be working with adolescents and children. We also need to make sure that we have clear spoken voice in whatever language we're using because a lot of our elders are hearing impaired. But the benefit of an app is that you can plug in a little headphone piece while you're in hospital and, and get better clarity in hearing. Vision is important for our elders. And so uh, we make sure that there is um, lots of white space around the avatar so that there's minimal distractions from the key messages that are being taught. 
We also have a minimal amount of reading in our apps. So where we can replace a word with a picture, we always do. So there's basically the app speaking or the avatar speaking with lots of pictures telling the story that we want to tell about the patient education. And we also use um, in the cardiac ones the um, important elderly design principles for IT, which includes having font sizes greater than 14. Certain colours um, are not well received by elderly eyes, such as bright reds, etc. And again, we make sure there's lots of white space around the words. We try to make our um, apps engaging, so they're a bit of fun, and we try to only have one message per page, so there's not a lot of information coming across to the patients. And aesthetically, we try to make sure that um, the apps and the avatars are culturally appropriate and sensitive, so we would make sure that perhaps images um, of males and females are appropriately dressed for different cultures, etc. All of the texts that we've been using have come from evidence-based practice guidelines and current patient information guidelines. And I guess our basic premise is to make the teaching at the bedside or the teaching of important health messages a bit of fun. Thank you for joining me, Robin. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you.